0: Recorded live from Wouldn't You Like to Know. It's Transformation Thursday's Still COVID After All These Years Special Edition. I'm Penny Sterling and my pronouns are she, her. I said I'm Penny Sterling and my pronouns are she, her. She, her, Amy. She, her. That's your cue. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Huh? Uh, we're doing the intro, Amy. We're back to doing the podcast. Ooh, something's different about you, though. Oh, you noticed? Yeah, something so much better bigger yeah you noticed a nice
1: rack and i'm not talking about the bucks um
0: yeah that's a little bit of an old-fashioned patriarchal way of saying it but you know are you gonna carry your bike on i uh
1: uh huh your new subaru forester you got rid of your little honda and now you're driving a subaru complete with a roof rack that's perfect for your bike
0: oh yeah yeah i did get that i also i Uh, I I just thought you were talking about my my top surgery, my my new breasts.
1: Oh, yeah. They look good on you, too. But I'm a lesbian. Of course, I'm going to look at your Subaru first. Yeah, you've got a point. Yep. And you've got two of them. So maybe it's time you start wearing a bra again. Okay.
0: Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll go do that. And we'll be back after the traditional music swell and fade out. Let's talk about change, Amy.
1: Okay, let me see. It looks like I've got three quarters, a nickel, a Canadian loonie, and a few British tenors
0: from when I was in London, because I'm an international comedian. No, not that change. Change is in transformation. The topic of Transformation Thursday.
1: Oh, yeah, that. Well, we're doing this podcast to highlight how much things change and how quickly they do it in society today. Everything changes, and
0: change isn't good or bad. It just is. The more we realize that change is just the natural progression of things, the better off we'll be. Now, let's talk about change. Didn't we just do that? No, no, not the last one. The first one. The coins. Money. About how people can give us some of theirs so that we can continue talking about ours.
1: Are you just trying to get people to go to our Patreon page to support this podcast so that we can continue our exploration of what it means to live in a rapidly changing world? Because although this is a labor of love we do have expenses and by going to transformationThursday.com, they can help ensure that we can continue to be bringing this fun and insightful commentary on the world today plus get exclusive patrons only content
0: um if i say yes can we get on to our next segment oh god i hope so okay then transformationThursday.com. also can you break a 20 for me sure i can get that to you in euros okay now you're just showing off
1: Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I'm Amy Stevens. My pronouns are still she, her, and um, right now Penny and I are meeting over a Zoom call, and I am blessed to see um, this beautiful cami with this, yeah, with this. Oh, my gosh. What a profile that is there, Penny. I mean, maybe... I should take a screenshot of this and just post it in our Facebook group. I am,
0: you know, I'm I am really strangely awkward about stuff like that. I'm I talk a good game, but I'm really I'm really kind of shy about my body and, and, and doing these things.
1: You are. You you I've I've noticed yeah. about that you know you do like to talk but when it comes to you and your body and your experiences you tend to be a little bit more reserved about them and I and I would imagine even for you even storytelling yeah um I think that takes a lot of guts for you I mean you can talk because you have the vocabulary of somebody who went to UNC Chapel Hill and um but you're how do I put this kindly you have this big vocabulary that every once in a while even gets me a little um intimidated but you you do this in a way that's so funny and folksy that it, it plays off well and but yet also knowing that you have the severe private side of you i would imagine there's this really big tug and pull for you to get up there and put yourself out there yeah, like tug that. and
0: pull may not be the uh the, the right uh right kind of phrases for what i do or don't do yeah you're right about that i'm not a um i'm not It's not that I don't like sex, it's not that I don't want sex. Um, I just don't want sex as an a la carte option. Uh, And I had a couple of encounters at at the very beginning of my transition that that kind of soured me uh, on on a lot of uh, and kind of makes me wary when I when I'm trying to uh, go and do some to, to try and date. I'm because I'm primarily interested in men. But um, the men yeah. that are interested in me are not really interested in a relationship.
1: No, they yeah. just want they they want the pull and tug, is them. like
0: you said, the pushing, th- yeah, whatever it was you said. That's what they're looking for. Push, pull, pull. Exactly, tug, that's pulls. what. And that's, that's all not they want. what I, you know, that's not what I want exclusively. I don't I've I've had. You know, my, my history is I've had a lot of relationships that started in the bedroom and moved out from there and I'm divorced and I've been single for most of my life because of that um, and I've yeah. also not had any sort of sexual relationship, real intimate relationship as a, as a woman, I'm not even a, any really romantic relationship as a woman yet uh, so I'm, I'm, st- nope. I'm, I'm still trying to feel my way through this but it's really hard because the people that i'm attracted to are There's all kind of I absolutely know that and i'll probably be <laughs> kicking myself when i go to edit this thing I can those that that but i the quite frankly the sort of person that would find me attractive uh, is not finding me attractive because i'm usually you know 20 to 30 years older than they are uh, because they're the ones that have the well, same sort of you know, same sort of mental um, approach to like I'm. You know, like ver- that are much more accepting. Uh, you know, people I've, I've always been uh, much more. Um, I've I've not been had a lot of f- friends in my own age group ever.
1: Um. No, and I think you know, and you know, you and I have different perspectives on this because of who we date and how we approach dating. I mean, we're we're drastically different on these things. Um, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say divorce of emotion, but I can separate some of that stuff out a lot easier between love and sex. And so I don't know if that benefits or hurts me in the long run, but then also, you know, being a lesbian and more into women, I think, I think that limits who will date me at some point, but at the same time. I think it also improves the quality of the people that I interact with in a da- in a dating sense. And you're sense, having a so hell of a lot of fun. It goes yeah, both ways. Uh, What's it's, that? it's
0: also, it also seems like you're having a hell of a lot of fun. And I don't think you go both ways. I'm, I think you just, um, and see how no, you yeah, yeah. don't, I think
1: about it every once in a while, like, Oh, it'd be nice to maybe try. And you know, there are some men that are good looking and attractive, mm-hmm. but then eh, yeah. yeah, I don't, no, the beard, the mustache, the 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 harder skin, doesn't doesn't do well, it for me. And but that's okay. That's that's for yeah. me to determine. And that's and for what you want out of a relationship and who you want to date. That's for you to mm-hmm. determine.
0: And there's no right. I answer find anymore. it very interesting too that um, the people the, the the guys that I am attracted to um, were the guys that when I was presenting as a man. I would usually have a very adversarial relationship with. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it's it, and it's because um, I was trying to you know challenge them. You know that's that's that was the 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 male on male uh, relationship where you are where 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 men. Definitely are looking for a hierarchical or situation, and there, there's always that awareness of who has the upper hand, who is higher up on the on the ladder, who is lower down on the ladder. And I was always like, like I was I was always very aware, very aware of that. And I'm and I'm also it's like so like these these guys that I find attractive were the ones that I and not all of them. There's a bunch of real fucking asshole men. But as far as you know, just like men that I I wouldn't, there's that I wouldn't wouldn't you know.
1: No, I get, yeah. I, I get it. I, I mean we all we yeah. all played that game. I think when we we're pretending yeah. to be a male and we're not, and and they, you know and I just I, you and know, I just never fit that role very well. So it's this like, like we said back in episode one, us being transgender is just a natural outcome of our life yeah, experience. Yeah, and, and
0: it's been a wonderful experience for me. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Pretty much, but yeah, nothing I wouldn't, no, we, nothing I we wouldn't were, trade for the world. Yeah, but Penny would. Yeah, <laughs> those those yeah.
1: beautiful boobs you're bouncing around on my Zoom exactly. call Exactly.
0: See, you're I'm, I'm, you lucky, and, and so you know, for given value of luck, when you got on hormone replacement therapy, you blossomed literally because you could be played by me, my, me yeah. Bialik. You like the you've got you're, and you're growing, and you got this marvelous uh, natural breast growth. Um, I grew about the same, but because my frame is so much larger than yours, they look like two softballs on a pitcher's mound. Well,
1: yeah, and, you know, some friends have asked me about this recently because they, some friends that haven't maybe seen me in a year, maybe six months, they they you know, I've ran into a few of them now as we've started to venture out here in New York State uh, because we've loosened up some of the rules and regulations of going outside again. Um, but they look at me and they're like, holy moly, they're your boobs. I'm like, yeah. And it, but but there, but I was also very. Uh, this was very thought out and well planned though too. You know, you say natural, but yeah, it's 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 hormone induced, but it's not surgically induced. Um, so you know, yeah. But my first year on hormones, I was taking estradiol orally. I switched to shots last year. That helped. Um, but then also the other thing that I've seen the most I mean, this is all observational though I mean nothing scientific. This is just me going. Oh, there's a coincidence here. Let's roll with it um, Is I started progesterone um, back in January of this year and at that time I was a 38 B And as of my last measurement, I'm definitely uh, It you know, it depends on size and cup, but you know if you're just going by the tail of the tape I'm, I'm a 40 D as in Delta And so, but I, you know, but I also have trans boob too. So, I mean, they are spread out a little bit more. So I do need, I do need the cups to bring them in, squeeze them together. You know, they're not as, you know, it's not how you would describe it as two softballs on a pitching mound, but, you know, I do have the, I do have trans boob at some levels the way I describe it. But, but I'm fortunate.
0: You are fortunate. And I also don't know if that's really as, as much a trans boob thing. Cause I've been talking to a lot of uh not a lot but some of my, some of my women friends and they're like yeah it's it's yeah. the the cleavage for most women the cleavage is not a naturally occurring thing it is a no it's yeah, manufactured it's the, it's, it's the bras so you get you get cleavage with bras not naturally and i'm fine with that no. yeah i agree and, with and that. Uh, yeah, so it is it is really um it's very important to me that i have this, and i did not imagine i did not expect uh that i would have this reaction that that i had the uh, my therapist the other day asked me how, you know, my my reaction to having breasts and I couldn't speak for about 45 seconds just because I got so emotional. And she was like, is that a, is that a bad thing? And I was like, no, it's joyful. It's the the every time I I move, I feel them and I feel more feminine. Every time I catch a glance at myself, glimpse at myself in a mirror or something like that, I just notice that I I. Don't think I have bent over the sink in the bathroom yet without looking up at the mirror and smiling. Uh, it's just <laughs> that's a great. Oh view, God, isn't yes, it? I've never. And, and this was not I, I told myself many times that, you know, it's really fascinating seeing the, the ways that I gradually give myself permission to admit and do the things that I want to do. And that's not unusual. I, I, I hear that from a lot of of women, Joy, who we had on a few years, a few weeks before we went dark there for a while, is talking about the same thing, where we say, "Okay, we're going to be okay just doing this." I start out by saying, "I'll just be okay being androgynous and sometimes dressing," and that did not, and that was not it. And every single step, before I do that step, there is a spot where I remember myself saying, "No, I'm not going to do that," and I do remember saying, "I'm not going to have." Uh, breast augmentation and I was wrong about that I, it was like I, I wanted it and it wasn't until I, I actually yep. found out that it was possible and started really considering it and paying attention to my feelings that I recognized that I wanted
1: yeah and I, you know there's a time early on in my transition too like a few weeks after I started hormones I'm like oh I think the hormones are doing you know I feel better but I, I thought there was a while where I could maintain this gender fluidity you know, go to work as a guy, come home, live in the evening or on the weekends as as Amy and that just that was just couldn't hold and so that duality had to stop and you knew me within yeah. that time frame. That we met during that time frame when I was going through that experience and you saw the scene. Yeah. You saw you saw what he was like trying to make this work. And, you know, like you have said, you know, me during that time when I was presenting mail because I was at work or doing other things in life, I was a hard person to read. I was a hard person to, to be around. Yeah, you couldn't tell, yeah, and so, hey, and so there's, and even my friends and family who know, have known me longer than you see that. They're like, you know, we didn't know what this was gonna turn out like, but this is amazing What this, what you have turned out to become. Yeah. I mean, when you have my daughter coming on the podcast and saying you are a better person because you transitioned and my younger daughter has said the same
0: thing, you can't argue with your daughter. Your on kids that. are amazing. And I'm so and I, and, and I just love to see you guys together. And yeah, uh, whenever like we would like meet up, sometimes not be, we'd, like see each other at, at Boulder Coffee. And whenever yeah. Amy was there, it was so much better than whenever the other guy, you're, you're, when you were presenting as male, because uh, you were yep. just uh, you were you were you were dried cardboard as, as that you're like you were just <laughs> n- no fun at all, no fun yep. at all, and you are mm-hmm. just a ton of fun. Now you. Yeah, but talk about yeah. surgeries. Isn't there another surgery on the calendar? Yeah, for I was about interesting or, you were going to because I was just about to transition the exact, transition the same way. Uh, yeah, you're got in what four weeks or three weeks tomorrow, right? You have facial feminization surgery. Three weeks.
1: Three weeks tomorrow. I will be in New York City for my facial feminization okay. surgery. well let's let's just pause and here. You know, let's pause talk, here
0: and say that we're recording this on Sunday, July twenty-six. So, uh, if we're if you're listening to this on the Thursday after that, so it's it's less than three weeks now for 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 Ramey to or
1: if you, if you record if you're listening somewhere way in the future this may have already way happened yeah, absolutely
0: too. and if you are listening to that I <laughs> promise you the check that I owe you is in the mail yeah. um no, but it's, I'm just so excited for you. I'm just you're going to you're going to Mount Sinai, right, in New York City.
1: Yeah, I'm going to Mount Sinai in New York City. Um, I you know when I was doing my research on it, there's a couple of things that limit us as trans women on this surgery. Um, number one thing being insurance accessibility to the to this procedure. Um, Usually when we talk gender confirmation surgeries and what insurance will cover um, in corporate America and as well in through um, state healthcare plans that provide access to gender confirmation surgeries, it's specifically usually only the vaginoplasty, even though we're in New York state and we do get medically necessitated transgender health care, pretty much except for a few carriers down in New York City. Um, all of them exclude facial feminization surgery. Um, so I'll be very honest. My, I don't, I don't talk. Have I
0: named my employer on well, here? Well, I don't think it would hurt to name them. They are. Um, yeah. I don't
1: think you know, and that's a large yes. company with green aprons yeah, and coffee and exactly, frappuccino,
0: the venti mocha frappuccino. <laughs>
1: And so fortunately, I work for Starbucks and, you know, and that's one of the big reasons why I've stuck around there is for their insurance yeah. coverage. Does and, that mean you your don't...
0: breasts are double venties? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Definitely
1: not. Not Trenta's yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yet. I, could, I, love, I, could, I love the wishful thinking there, the hopeful thoughts there. I could never fill those cups. No, I don't. Very, very. <laughs> Very few people could, but let's go back to your so fence yeah, feminine facials are they Starbucks covers it, and you Starbucks
1: covers it, and you're
0: yeah. working for Starbucks, and so you correct, and you also used to work in insurance, so you actually went into the war, the job with like this plan that I would never would have thought of the the to so that once you you the the way you had your deductibles set up so that when you were ready for it, it's like you you were you could do it fairly painlessly.
1: Yeah, so I qualified for insurance in fact this month July 1st was my first month of coverage with Starbucks and um, What I come to find out is not only um, Did I get the insurance at the perfect time for planning my surgery? um, but also our renewal year um, is October 1st, so I hit open enrollment in September so I picked the platinum of platinum plans with like the lowest co-pays, the lowest deductibles, prescription costs, you know surgery costs so I think I'm gonna be a few hundred out of pocket on this my big I think my bigger expense is going to be food transportation
0: and maybe some lodging expense. Do you but, do you have anybody in New York City that would be willing or able to uh, to put you up while you're down there?
1: Yeah, but I still want to pay them a few bucks. Hopefully they don't listen to the podcast and say no, don't pay me. Um, yeah. No, I have a friend in Harlem with an apartment, so I'm gonna go stay with her. Um, it's a small one bedroom in Harlem. It's 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 a it's a Manhattan apartment, mm. and so I'll be. She has a I I've been there a few times though, so the good news is is that she has a very comfortable mattress that I get to sleep on, but it's on the floor, so.
0: Um, we'll see how that plays out. If after I was recovery, if I was going to do it, I would probably stay with my friend Max, who is lives in New Jersey in Maplewood, yep. which um, would be the yeah. If I, when I drove in there, because when I went to New York City for the uh, for the Emmys, um, uh, I, ooh Emmys, Well, yeah, dance, yeah, I was I was back then, and um, you know I I had one night at the uh, at the hotel. And so I got there the night before and I spent the night at my friend Max's. And it's, I drove through Maplewood and it, it felt like I was driving through a John Hughes film. It really did. It was that sort, yeah. of, that sort of just like wonderful, comfortable houses. And Max is just, Max is one of the few people my age that I really get along with. He's a year older than me, but, um, it, and he's just got such a, a lovely house and a lovely family. And um that or my friend Betsy, um, uh, but she lives a little bit farther up. but Max is on the, is on the, 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 train line there. Um, the only thing I noticed, you cannot, you cannot wear a pencil skirt and get on off the train there cause it's just too high up, which I did not find out until I got there the first time, <laughs> but no, I would, I would do that. And so I, you know, Max, if yeah. you're listening, thank you very much for, if I ever get my facial feminization surgery, but no, that is really such an important, uh, certain procedure for, for us to have. And we were talking about this off the air that I think that especially for older trans uh, women who have had a lot like decades of testosterone poisoning, the facial feminization surgery really is what you want, what I want, what you wanted. And I'm just I'm really happy for you and incredibly jealous as well.
1: Yeah. And the interesting thing about that surgery is, you know, this was the number one surgery on my list is that if I'm ever going to get surgery, this is the one. And I started working on this back um, January of 2019, calling around, making appointments, researching doctors. So, you know, not only are we limited by insurance, we're also limited by the number of doctors who perform this surgery because um, there's there's a limited amount that do because there's not many insurances that cover it. So um, that that's one of the limiting factors here. So a lot of times, there are people are out of pocket on this. Um, but I think the other fascinating side about this is, you know, we think facial feminization surgery. It's actually a very a la carte. Um, there's probably going to be like 20 different health billing codes on yeah. my bill for the different procedures they're doing. Um, so you know, I'll walk through this, and you know, I also walk the fine line here with surgeries too. And I kind of want to preface this as we go into it. You know, I. I'm willing to share here for some reason because of our relationship between each other and also you know our our, our relationship with our audience and because I've heard from them while we've been on on hiatus are you coming back what are you doing what's going on with your life so I share here because there's some sort of um, relationship that goes both ways between our audience and us and you know but if you were just a general um, small on the street. I'm, I'm not going to go into this detail with you. So right. I is, also want to preface this by saying this is not something just to go up to a transgender person and say, Hey, you having a surgery? Yeah, because th- yeah, this is us on our is.
0: yeah. This is us on our terms talking about ourselves. That's there's there's a big difference between us talking about ourselves and controlling the narrative about our body as opposed to you somebody coming up the street and saying, Hey, are those tits real? You know, <laughs> it's 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 entirely different, and it's about. I've sh-
1: had that. I've had that question already. Yeah. Are those real? Where did you get your breast augmentation done? At? Yeah. I'm like, or
0: have you had the surgery? That's always. Yes. A- Penny, I have had the surgery.
1: I had my wisdom teeth out when I was 18 because that's when most people have that specific surgery. That's like a universal North American human experience to have the surgery when you're 18, to get your wisdom teeth
0: out. Yeah, it's very obvious that you had your wisdom removed someplace in the past. Um, but no so but yeah you're right this, this going back to getting back to the subject of of, of the facial feminization story. there's yeah. a whole bunch of different things that can be happened that some people may or may not need you are getting a brow well let, a,
1: me run, well let me run through this sure okay all right so I'm going to do a trachea shave So I'm gonna reduce my Adam's apple. It's not very prominent now, but it'll reduce it. But one of the things that I'm also going to do is I'm gonna get some um, liposuction underneath my chin. So with that liposuction, that will actually become more prominent. So um, those two kind of things have to go together. Um, I'm I'm good jumping. I'll come back to what I'm not doing at the end of this. But the other things I'm doing is I'm going to do a rhinoplasty. I did break my nose when I was younger, and I had a septoplasty in the '90s. So they may or may not be able to do the rhinoplasty. But if memory serves me right, I told the doctor in the '90s to save the cartilage for this specific moment in time. So fingers seriously. Crossed. Well, not know, not knowing that I was gonna like do it as part of a transgender surgery, but he, I, I did know that I wanted to get my nose fixed at one time. So wow. hopefully, hopefully he um, um, followed my wishes there and was able to. I'll find out on August seventeenth. Let's put it that way. Wow. Um, but the other thing I'm doing is I'm doing some pretty big stuff. Everything else primarily is around the eyes and the forehead. And you know, if you look back, you know, at our development as human beings, you you go into the amygdala. That's the part, that reptilian part of the brain, that's like that fight or flight, but that's also kind of the part of the brain that says, oh yeah, male, female, um, and assigns gender like within a millisecond of looking at somebody. So, and they, and the amygdala and your your vision does that by narrowing in on the eyes and specifically that brow area. And so I'm going to have an eye socket um, shave Um, especially on the outer edges to soften that up a little bit i'm also going to do a little bit underneath here too to soften up the the eye the eye socket i'm also going to do a eye a brow shave like literally shave down the bone underneath my eyebrows and then they're going to break my um forehead bone up here um shave it down contour it, and reset it wow yeah, that's that's the one that kind of got me freaked out <laughs> when yeah. I was talking to the surgeon about they're that. They're
0: actually they're actually going to break your crown.
1: They're actually going to, yeah, you know, and reset it. So and then hopefully they're going to also lower my hairline about but not there's only so much they can do there because of skin, but hopefully by about an inch.
0: Yeah. And and, and you f- and you found a hairstyle that really works for you anyhow that that uh, that in your hair is is thick enough that the way you have it that I think that's going to just look fantastic on you.
1: Yeah, so do I. That was one of the things. I mean, even an, even an inch or even if it's a little less than an inch, we'll still, it'll yeah, still make absolutely. a big difference on filling in, you know, that hairline over there on on the sides. The top of the hairline here, I don't think they need to do much with. No. It's just if they can bring the side up a little bit, so yeah. So I mean, so when you go and you say saying
0: a little off the top, you're not talking about the hair, you're talking about the actual yeah, head, the,
1: the actual skull. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I'm not doing though is also very significant too, because I'm not doing my cheekbones. A lot of trans women do their get cheek implants or do something underneath their cheek underneath their cheeks. I'm not doing anything there. I have fantastic cheekbones. Um, I'm not doing anything to my chin or jawline either. Um, That's also a common area where a lot of trans women get surgery. So I'm not touching those three parts of my face. So it's really those, um, you know, reptilian parts of the mind that I'm affecting. What's going to say, okay, when you look at me within a millisecond, I want you to say female instead of. uh, Yeah, 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 female, maybe. uh, Yeah. So that's that's really the goal of that surgery for me.
0: Are you getting a blepharoplasty? A
1: blepharoplasty, a sorry. A
0: blepharoplasty. There's your, there,
1: there you go with those big words again on me.
0: Blepharoplasty is, are you, that's what I want. It's like the, it's surgery on the eyelids and it gets, you know, I want to get oh. all this, this droopiness I, out of here for me. I,
1: I don't remember that in the email, but I would imagine that would be part of it just because there's, I think she is going to do something with that to open up some of the bra, some of that area there underneath the lid. Yeah, then it's a blepharoplasty. Uh, my, yeah, my dad had that done too because he had so much weight loss, you know, in his forties and fifties, where he had so much saggy skin.
0: It's a fairly I, common, yeah, for yeah. as as we get older, it's a fairly common surgery for everybody to have. But when you do it specifically as to, to contour for a feminine shape, it's you know, it's it's fantastic. It really, it's it's like you said, it's amazing how much we look at eyes and eyebrow shape and 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 that brony ridge and 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 take our cues off of that
1: yeah and you know and that's that's the biggest thing when people look at pictures of me or when they see me in person and they you know and they get pat the biggest thing they say are my eyes mm-hmm. um and and that's really been the biggest surprise of this i mean i think my eyes you know they've softened up so much around there naturally now after mm-hmm. two years on hormones and also with everything you know i think my eyes are bluer i i really think my eyes are bluer i'm I don't not know surprised if I, they just—they look that much different, and I'm not—and I'm not the only. I'm, this isn't just me looking at myself saying, "Yeah, I'm kind of conceited," and I'm going to go with that. It's—it's it's more of like, it's people notice it and bring it up to me.
0: They—you know—they—they they the eyes are the mirror to the soul, and I think that there is truly something to be said about that because I have discovered, and it's something that I've known about me all my life, because that my eyes change color depending on mood. And my eyes actually brighten up the happier that I am. And they darken the the least happen. So that's that does not surprise me at all to hear you say your eyes have gotten brighter. Yeah. Because I think that that does in a, in a way happen to 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 us. And, the, and our emotions change so much about our bodies uh, that that's not at all a, a, unusual for me to, to, to hear.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so but as I prepare for the surgery and three weeks out, you know, I'll be. I'm. I'm anxious about it, you know. We're and I'm doing this in the middle of this pandemic. Thank goodness, you know, we live in New York State where our transmission rates are so low. People, you know, and we seem to have this thing. Where at we think- compare, at least it's relatively under control. It's, I mean, it's still here in our communities, but uh, you look at other parts of the country, and their hospital systems are just being overwhelmed and overrun with COVID patients. I mean, at least we're in a position where. You know we can do these things right now yeah and, and, and i'm thankful i mean you're i'm not saying that governor cuomo was perfect that they'll still think there's some investigations that need to be had especially the way we treated um our population in nursing homes and also our institutionalized um especially people in group homes i think we need to look at some of those things and and but, also
0: the prison system
1: and the prison system yeah there, there's definitely some things that need to be looked at but in totality, of if you look around the country, of what's going on right now across the South and the Southwest and California, we're
0: we're doing okay.
1: Yeah, up here in New York,
0: more than more than others, we listen to scientists and science, and we have uh, leaders who are reacting to that and not to the bottom line. Uh, I well, just I, I didn't have a chance to read it because I was at work today, but I saw somebody posted uh, a link to a uh, a a story that was talking about. Uh, the economic damage of COVID virus is not worth the loss of life. In other words, it's better to die than, it's better that that certain people die than the economy lose a a certain amount of money. It's like, what, 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 what sort of society even considers that?
1: Well, that's the herd mentality, um, and we've seen how this has not played out well for Sweden. But you know, I read an article this week. I can't remember if it was a New York Post or the Washington Times. I subscribe because I'm so smart. I subscribe to both to get real news.
0: I think, um, I think, you, mean the, I think you mean the Washington. Post and the New York Times. Did I get that back? You said New York Post and Washington Times. New York Post is yeah, not New a York great Post. show. And Washington Times is run by the Moonies. So I hope yeah, true, I really, true. Yeah, so like I said, you had your wisdom removed when you were 18. Um, yeah. Maybe you should do that. But,
1: but, yeah, but the Washington Post and the New York Times. Yeah, those, that makes more sense. I've subscribed to both of those. And the, 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 the interesting thing is, is, you know, I read an article in one of them this week about how on um, the Northeast, like specifically. You know, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut and Massachusetts, you know, have managed the coronavirus very much like our, you know, our the other countries in Western Europe, like Germany, France and Spain and, you know, more Germany and France and how we're using it. Just as you said, we're using science to make our decisions. Um, not some crazy guy, you know, in Washington, D.C. Or who has, like who's on an ego trip.
0: God told me that, they, that that you know, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And so, you know, praise Jesus and come to the come to the church. You know, it's like we don't we, we don't have a lot of people like that. We we seem to. No, think,
1: and I mean, it's uh, don't get me started on evangelical Christians right now. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, let's let's skip over that. But that's just, we'll point. just
0: acknowledge that they exist and move forward.
1: So I mean, so yeah, so back to the surgeries that I mean, we all get these surgeries for different reasons. They're individual. The surgeries we want are going to be unique to ourselves. Um, and the reasons why we're getting them. I mean, for me, it's about safety. It's about fitting in in society. It's about not being laughed at. Let's just be honest. It's 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 about it's it's a, it's a huge mental health issue. I mean, I'm two-plus years into medically transitioning. I'm at work yesterday, sitting outside, eating my lunch, having a drink, and somebody pulls around through the drive-thru, and they watch me the whole way through the drive-thru, Penny. Mm. And just staring. It's like, why? Okay, get a look. Say, oh, look, there's a trans woman. No big deal. Move on. Yeah. You know, and last week in the drive-thru, I had somebody, like, the guy was like, oh, sorry, sir. And I'm like, you know, and he was at the and I was taking order, you know, before he got up to him. I'm like, oh, it's OK. My name's Amy. No big deal. Gets up to the window again, calls me, sir. I'm like, hey, we just reviewed this. My name's Amy. I usually hear. And his wife just jumped down my throat like like, how dare you correct him? He says that to everybody and you shouldn't be making us feel uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, excuse me, Karen. Yeah. you know sorry that your uncomfortableness around me and my de- simple demand that you just call me by my name call me by the pronouns that I am is such a pain in the ass
0: for you yeah how how hard is this it's decent it's just basic decent human characteristics to be able to do that to be able to look at that or, or just even just say okay I'm, I'm sorry and moving forward that's, that's all that's
1: I had somebody same thing the other same day like an hour after that incident somebody came through at the booth said the same thing I said oh by the way my name's Amy we'll see you up here at the booth she pulled up she's like oh sorry about that hon I just she goes you're beautiful thanks we yeah. we did our, that that's all it needs that that, that and, and, even yeah. if she never said thank you know even if she never followed it up at least she noticed and corrected herself Mm -hmm. You know, even with my dad right now, every once in a while he'll let it slip, but he usually just apologizes. Oh, sorry, Amy. I don't even acknowledge it anymore because he just he says he's sorry and he moves on. That's all we want. Just
0: acknowledge it and move on. It's really interesting, though, that I don't get these sorts of I I, I don't get at least not as much as a lot of a lot of women do. I don't have these sorts of um, encounters. Um, I don't know why. Per, know. Per, 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 you know possibly because you know there, there's the they could be because i am so female presenting that no one guesses uh it could be that i am so male presenting that no one assumes that i am female uh or it could be that i'm so large and physically imposing that everyone's afraid of me which i think it's i think it's combination of all three well, I can't probably think more of the I, latter. Yeah. You know what? That, that, uh, that I'm more physically imposing than. The, yeah. You're
1: built like a linebacker, but dress like their mom.
0: Yeah. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I know that. And so. <laughs> Where have I heard that line before? Uh, probably from me. Um, but <laughs> more, either that or the New York post, one or the other. Yeah. Oh um, yeah both the Post and the times. <laughs> yeah. You, at least you haven't called me, called yourself Amy Sterling yet. That's, that's a good one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I don't know why it's it's kind of bothering me that in some ways it's kind of bothers me that I'm not uh, not having these issues which really feels weird to say but it's like I'm watching all these transgender people having this transgender experience of having to fight for acceptance and I'm sitting over here going I have no one to fight uh, so. Yeah,
1: most of the time, I most of the time I usually either most like ninety eight percent of the time when I'm gendered, it's female now. Yeah. Um, in there, but there's also a huge percentage of the time where I'm not gendered. Yeah. Which is probably along the same lines that you just illustrated. But you know, one day, the other, even this week, I'm in the drive-through, and a lady comes through and tries to hand off some Christian propaganda to me, a little pamphlet of why I need Jesus. You know, she's like oh you need to accept this you need to get right with God I'm like honey I have wrestled more with God than you could ever imagine about this topic well, like I... years and like crying and on the floor wailing, gnashing my teeth praying he's given if if you're gonna assign pronouns to God as he like most Christians would if you believe there is a God and he is present and he answers our per- sincerest prayers, he's answered mine, sweetie. And I know who I am. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Also, I, I have some uh, bad news for you, Amy. Um, there's a real good chance you work at the where you work, the coffee shop where you work and the print shop where, the, where I work are about a half a mile away from each other. And yeah, you, you would... never come to see me. Well, that's because when I get out of the, when I get out, I, I I turn left and not right, so that's because I'm progressive. But anyhow, but the the thing is, I don't I can't tell you how many of those pamphlets I have printed and cut and given and, and given to people, and they'll they'll do the same thing, like here, this one's for you, and they'll just take one off and hand it like they're doing me a favor. Uh, oh, I
1: no, and you're not doing me a favor. You you are insulting me, and I just looked at her and I handed her right back to her. I'm like, I don't need this from you. Mm-hmm. Did you, ever you don't st- have and I told her point blank. I'm like, you don't need to agree like me, you know, approve of me in any way. But when we're in a public space like this, I will give you your right to believe what you want to believe. Give me the right to do with my life what I want to do. And you need to take off now. Yeah. I have cars behind you that I need to serve. And she left. Did you ever and re- I go
0: ahead? Go ahead. And I said that something along those lines to her. Good. I mean, it's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, and there is a line. There's a fine line that you, and it's and it's great. that you, uh, it seems like your, uh, your company and your 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 coffee shop, uh, have your back in this in a lot of ways. Yeah, my, my and my boss,
1: the shift supervisors and my boss, the store manager, they they've heard me talk to customers. You know, in these situations, and they're like, you prof- you approach it professionally. You draw your line in the sand, and you stick up for yourself. All right. And if anybody were to ever call in and complain about that we would we would defend you because you do it that way. You know, one day I had somebody pull up the drive through they start laughing and I know the laugh. They're laughing at me and all of a sudden I'm like, what do you laugh? What's so funny, girls? And one of the girl and the girl in the passenger sees, Well, We're not laughing at you. I'm like, w- why would you?
0: Yeah. Yeah And of she course. just Uh You know, I you know, I and mean, but you know I get a lot of those. I get a lot of laughters behind me. Um, I've I've gotten one time when I was in uh, in a grocery store, uh, and I was coming down the if I was going down the aisle and there's a a a father with a with an older son and a younger daughter coming the other way, and the older son was one of those you know you you look at him and you think okay emo the guy was the kid was just completely (laughs) emo and his his head was down and it was obvious that he was and, and the father was just picking on him and I walked past him. And I heard the father, like about ten feet away, I heard the father say, "If you ever dress like that, I'm going to disown you." And um, and yeah, then why? I don't. Uh. Well, here's the thing: as they were going, because you know we were kind of going somewhat on the same path. It's a small, it's a smallish grocery store, and I yeah. could hear the. There weren't a lot of people, so I could hear the father berating this kid the entire time we were both in the store. And as I was checking out, I saw the father. And the kids going up to the to to a one, and I really felt like going out to my car, getting a dress, and handing it to the kid, and saying, so "You're better off without him," because it was just really unfortunate and really really sad and frustrating but I wanted to just go back have you ever read Charlotte Clymer's uh, story about what happened to her Charlotte Clymer is one of the communications people the human rights campaign she's transgender Uh, she comes from an evangelical Texas background and one day when she was sitting in a outdoors at a coffee shop like last year uh, this group of tourists came into these come came up to her and asked to pray for her and she was like okay why did you what what are you doing? Why do you so we're we're just looking for people who need praying, and it's like so of all the people that you you picked out a transgender woman, but she she knows how to do this. She knows the phrases. She knows you know like you know Matthew twelve thirteen. All she knows all the all the phrases. And she knows how to. So she just got them into the circle. She's like yeah, let's do this, and she led them off and just just. Bibled them to death and uh, if you ever Have a chance to go look at that and she wrote it On Twitter and Facebook and it's probably I think it's also In a uh, a couple of online Venues where you can see this is Charlotte Clymer and Evangelical It's just I, yeah, w- and, I and love Stuff like that well
1: and that reminds me of Our guest Peterson Toscano you know, you know, a gay man who, you know, spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on, on conversion therapy just to end up married to a guy in central Pennsylvania. <laughs> and, and, but yet one of the things he said and one of the things that I took away from that, and I've already used this in my graduate course courses that I'm taking now for mental health counseling is, um, you know, to talk to evangelicals about gender, you need to talk in a biblical sense you know you need to be able to speak their language and show them the twists and turns the interpretations and you know the and what's really going on inside of the bible regarding gender because it's not as straightforward as as modern evangelical christianity would point it out there there were eunuchs there were um, other gender nonconforming characters within the bible i mean i mean look at look in acts the first convert to the christian church was the ethiopian eunuch yeah. So, being able to have these conversations with people is such an important background. And as I start out, you know, I'm in my first two classes right now for my um, for my um, graduate program here, and. You know that's one of the things that i keep in mind is that my my primary focus for my practice is going to be transgender youth and their parents and a subset of that i also want to deal with um, kids and and trans people that are coming from conservative religious backgrounds because i came from one too and i had to deprogram from being mormon for 20 years yeah you've got and a lot so, of
0: work and you got a you that's a that's a very important uh, and, yeah. and and, and it, 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 emotionally exhausting, I would imagine, practice to do, and I, I applaud you for that. But I think that we have uh, spent uh, we we've, we've drifted all over the place from uh, from uh, from from my tatas to you know damn nation your face and then it's been a it's been a good show back from our from our extended break and yeah, I yeah it
1: was uh, nice to talk about tatas on my face I mean I mean
0: sorry you're a lesbian of course you're gonna talk about that um yes yeah, so, no it's it's been it's been really good getting back together with you that we have more things to talk about i'm looking forward to to hearing your stories about your fa- feminine fa- fe- facial feminization and uh i'm gonna see if I, I i i really want that this is something i really want so maybe this will get me off my ass which is very nice by the way but nice but uh I didn't need anything for that. But.
1: Well, and I think I think the other thing you know you said as we come back. I mean, one of the things I was thinking about too, real quick, is um, we need to talk about some gay white
0: men, don't we? Oh, problematic gay white men, absolutely. <laughs> not today, though. Today I, th- <laughs> I, I I like where we're going. I like where we're ended. It's come. It feels like on a positive note. I do not want to go down that dark and smelly hole. That was this. That was just a tease. That, dark and <laughs> smelly hole. There you go. I got. I got there yeah I I've, I've been there so at any rate, this has been so much fun getting back on this I'm so glad we're, we're back with Transformation Thursday. Keep on listening everybody. We love you. I'm gonna put the patreon pitch right after this so if you want to hear about it, how to, how to support us you can do that there too. but for right now I got nothing else to say but good night Amy. Good night Penny.
1: To financially support Transformation Thursday, go to TransformationThursday.com, and that will bring you to our Patreon page. Once there, click on the Become a Patron button. You can also follow us online on Facebook. You can follow us by searching for Transformation Thursday Podcast, and please join our private Facebook group by searching Transformation Thursday on Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at TransThursPod. To make sure you stay up to date with all the latest episodes, please subscribe to the Transformation Thursday Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google podcast or wherever you get your podcasts on apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a short review it's free and it does help get transformation thursday out to a larger audience finally transformation thursday is copyrighted material all rights reserved 2020